Hello, everyone. Welcome to Let's Go Up Podcast Edition. Where we explore the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. We are your hosts. That is not Dean. That's not Kratos. <laughs> Do the math. <laughs> well, we're excited to have you here today. <laughs> we're very excited to be here. Because today is the day that the Lord has made. Today, Kratos, we're going to podcast about hope. Oh, yes. Hopeful expectation for great things. Yes. Yeah. Hopeful expectations that this podcast will... <laughs> that this conversation will be able to be, what, understood and understood. listened to? <laughs> yes. And if not, we'll just say that it was the other tongues. That's what we Gibberish. Were. Gibberish. It's yeah. the holy language, really. Yes. <laughs> mm. So, Kratos, you've brought a bird. I brought a to bird. To the podcast today. I brought a bird to the podcast today. Tell me, please. This is not the dove, stuffed dove. I have a, This is not the stuffed dove. I have a stuffed puffin here puffin. Okay. yes it has come all the way from iceland it is sitting on a big lava stone and i brought it specifically today because end of august kind of beginning of september yep. it's a big ordeal on the westman islands in vespinar where hmm. um i was from where i hail <laughs> from where you hail <laughs> <laughs> that time of year all the baby puffins they start flying, right. starting their life out into the sea, but they get confused often by the lights of the town, and so they'll often fly into the town. Oh. A lot of the babies, like a thousand or more, will fly into the town and land on the streets and become susceptible to cats and cars and such. So it's mm-hmm. become this annual tradition. So did you rescue this one? <laughs> We might have eaten this. A puffin <laughs> used to be like eaten, right? Oh. Until the numbers went down and then it was illegal to catch them. But the babies, you know, so the kids go out every year, this time of year, and they rescue the babies. They go out into the streets at night and they pick up all the babies, bring them home, put them in a little box. They keep track of weights and stuff, maybe to make sure they're What do healthy. you feed a baby puffin? Well, you take it back out the next day. And I don't remember feeding it anything, but we take it out to the sea and or a cliff or something, and you got to throw it with a lot of force up into the sky so it flies out into the ocean, not onto the streets. Oh. Yeah, you just collect the puffins at night. And so these the puffins morning, can fly already? They can fly, but they flutter down onto the streets from the cliffs where they're born. Maybe they think it's the moon, the, the lights confuse them. So instead mm. of going out to the ocean, they fly out onto the Street. little streets of the little tiny town. And so the children gather all the puffins that night and it's become quite the tradition taken very seriously like so does this last for a few weeks i think it's like the end of august to kind of mid-september if i'm remembering correctly but my cousin was just sending me a picture the other week of him holding his two puffins that he had collected with the children and i know some of the kids in the town kept the puffins in their boxes in their bedroom and they were sleeping (laughs) the puffins in their bedroom in little box and then they go out in the morning bright and early and set them free. Put them back where they belong. Yeah. Redirect them, you know? Redirect them. That's a, that's yeah. a good way of putting it. I'm pretty sure there's a lesson there. <laughs> yeah. You know, Holy Spirit redirects our lives. Yeah. And they take it very seriously. This is like, you know, sometimes in life, you just need a little child to redirect you. Yes. In the way you should go. Right. 
the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. There you go. Wow, it's all there. <laughs> the entire story Whoa. of salvation Seriously. is there. Seriously, if, if a child can't understand it, you probably overcomplicated it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> is this puffin the average size of a puffin, like a grown yeah, puffin? Yeah, this is an adult one, except you notice it's missing. The tail feathers are getting kind of frayed because we've had this thing since, I don't know, 1990 or and something. And it's sitting on lava. On a stone, yeah. And so obviously. lava is where they are used to sitting. So yeah, this puffin is going to experience let's go up today. It's going to sit there and listen and not move. If it moves, we have bigger problems. <laughs> we have a lot of problems if it moves. As we start screaming. That's right. <laughs> so, okay. So this was one of my cooler kind of childhood tradition memories yeah, okay. going out and collecting the puffins. puffins. Do you have any cool childhood traditions or memories? Well, yes, but it doesn't involve gathering up cute little birds and setting them free. Mm, a little more savage, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking when I was a kid, we did a lot of ice fishing. Okay. Yes, growing up in Alberta. So mm -hmm. it's cold there. And from the end of October right through till the end of April, there's ice on the lakes. The ice can get a meter thick. Wow. So mm. we would go out and drive right onto the lake mm. and do all kinds of fun kid stuff. That's awesome. Christmas was always a huge time for ice fishing. Holidays, all the cousins would get together. My dad was a bit of a... He was like a mad scientist, actually. Mm -hmm. I grew up with one of those, too. We couldn't go on a walk without my dad dissecting something. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was an inventor. He would invent stuff. Okay. I just recall as a little kid him inventing these boxes because we would drill holes in the ice. It was so cold that the ice would freeze over within a few minutes. And so all the lines would freeze up. And then, you know, if a fish would bite, then everything was frozen. And so he invented these boxes boxes with a little propane torch in them to keep everything yeah. warm. Yeah, I'm following. And yeah, and he had a flag on the top of it that he rigged on the bottom with a set of car points so that the string would go in between the car points. And when the fish bit, it would pull the string out. The car points would go together and the radio would go on. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most amazing thing. Weird you, and amazing kind of go together. So. You remember me telling you about the school bus. Uh, yeah, that one's hard to forget. Yes. If you have not heard about the school bus, we encourage you to... Go to episode... Some other episode back in the past. The school bus we would take and we would drive onto the lake. We would be in the school bus, in the warmth of the bus, and the radio would go on. And it still and had the roof at this point. It still had, okay. This was version two school oh, bus. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Following. Yeah. So we would be in there and playing cards or whatever, and then the radio would go on and we would know that there was a fish biting. So we would... <laughs> run out it's like you're kind of cheating everyone's out there freezing and they're you know they earn that fish and you guys are no we were sophisticated <laughs> the perks of having a scientist dad yeah yeah <laughs> and then there was a little propane torch in there that would keep everything warm and unfrozen it. and so it wasn't savage at all it was just genius well my dad was he was an inventor and yeah. he always he was always making stuff mm -hmm. so you probably have a lot more cool stories with i that. probably could tell we'll you a lot more stories people hanging yeah. for now but <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. If there was something that we needed that didn't quite fit what you could go to the store and buy, he would make it mm -hmm. or manufacture it. can always it. be designed or and Or tool it in some way. Yeah. 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 There's nothing that can't be made. Yeah. Or fixed. Made or better. Fixed. Yeah. <laughs> 
when you get it, it doesn't stay put together. You take it apart so that you can see what it's like inside and improve on it. Mm-hmm. That's the way my mind works. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kritis, how about how do we segue into our topic today? I think that was a good segue right there. Today, folks. We'll be talking about hope today. Yeah, I hope you continue listening. listening. I yeah. hope you're <laughs> doing well. Yes, we hope. hope that you're having a great day. What is the definition of hope? We like to start with definitions. Have you looked up hope? Well, I kind of did. Did you look it up? I hoped you did. You hoped that I would. (laughs) There's two definitions because you've got your dictionary definition, but the Bible word for hope means something somewhat different. Oh, did you learn it in the Greek and the Mm. Aramaic and the other? Aramaic and all the languages. You could just make it up and I'd believe you. (laughs) No, not really. But the definition in the dictionary, a wishful expectation that a desire will be fulfilled. Wishful expectation. Wishful Wishful thinking, Mm -hmm. basically. I hope I get this job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wish, you hope, you hope that you will. Mm-hmm. It's not a certain thing, but it's something that you're wishing for. Right. Wishful mm-hmm. expectation. The Bible word is a little different because it actually anticipates with great pleasure something that you're waiting for. The idea between the biblical definition of hope is that it's actually a 100% sure thing. So that's the real difference. Yeah, it's huge. Between what we experience in the world, I hope that this happens, or like you said, I hope I get this job. It's not set in stone. Yeah. But in the Bible, when you hope for something, biblical hope mm. is a hundred percent expectation. It's a very extreme word. Mm-hmm. Hope is extreme. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you had sent me a scripture this week in Hebrews three verse six that mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking about. But Christ was faithful as a son over his house, whose house we are. If we hold fast our confidence and the boast of our hope firm until the end. The boast of our hope. Yeah, and that's what you had kind of said. What's that word? Boast of our hope. (laughs) Right. So I was thinking, you know, those people that are so happy and they're always talking about Jesus and they're boasting about their... Yeah, how annoying is that? (laughs) Hope is supposed to be so extreme that we're boasting boasting about it. I looked it up in another translation. He says, rejoicing of the hope firm to the end. That extreme rejoicing. Yes. Boasting of the hope, celebrating. So excited that you can't not talk about it. Because the world, when you had read that world definition of hope, the rejoicing would come if it happens. But here he's saying rejoicing of the hope firm to the end, boasting of our hope firm to the end. It's not dependent on the outcome to have the rejoicing. Incredible. (laughs) That is another flip, right? In worldly hope, you rejoice when it happens. Yeah. Here, we rejoice before it happens. Mm. Victorious hope. Victorious hope. Yeah. Yeah. Boasting in it, (laughs) rejoicing in it. Wow. Confident because we see it and because we rejoice and because we're thankful for it, that it's on its way. I heard somebody say one time, hope is like kids waiting at the end of a hall on Christmas morning for their Christmas present. How excited they are. Yeah. Just waiting for the time when they can go and run in there and Mm -hmm. grab the presents. I.e. waiting for mom and dad to finish their coffee in their bed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Come on, drink faster. Yes. (laughs) That kind of excitement Mm. is the rejoicing of hope. That's a good uh, example, good analogy. Like a very expectant hope and this expectant knowing that kind of hope has Mm -hmm. in him. So I think we were talking about faith. 
We were talking about hope. We were also talking about believing. Mm -hmm. We were talking about trust. There's a bunch of words there. I kind of wondered if we could unravel them somehow today. They all kind of fit together. I think they all work together. Yeah, and we can hear them so much that I think it becomes like... Yeah, it kind of loses its punch, but... Yeah, but it's really not meant to. There's so much depth to it that it's a shame if we kind of just become too used to the language. Mm -hmm. And to actually consider the difference between the way the world talks about hope and between the way heaven talks about hope. Yeah. Like I never used to think that way. And so lately I've been thinking that way. Like how's heaven? How does heaven see this? Yeah. Yeah. How does heaven see hope? Mm-hmm. It is talking about something that is 100% sure. The Bible uses the term hope when it refers to something that is not yet seen or visible, but is certain to take place. So when Webster uses it, they're referring to something not yet present or visible, pretty sure, mm-hmm. but not 100% sure. That is the difference. Yeah, and that's the don't get your hopes up. Yeah. That's the world, but the Bible, the word, get your hopes way, 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 way up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, there's a reason why the devil fights against hope. And there's a reason why we have phrases in our language like, yeah. don't get your hopes up, because hope is dangerous Well, we, in the kingdom of darkness. We were talking a few weeks ago about trusting, and I was talking about us trusting the Lord for healing, mm-hmm. even when we're not seeing it. And we've actually have had that said to us a few times, like, we're worried about you. You're getting your hopes up. Right. Because of that type of thinking, it's if you don't see the outcome you want in this situation, you'll be crushed. Your hopes are going to be dashed. You'll be dashed. You know, it'll be so hard to recover from that because your hopes are so up. But the thing that we've encountered personally in this intimate walk in union with the Lord, the deeper we go with Him, the more we're with Him. Regardless of what we see in that moment, our hope isn't affected. Mm. Even when we're completely 100% believing for something in that one moment and then we don't see it. His presence is so strong in those moments. Like we were talking about the thankfulness when he filled our hearts with thankfulness and gratitude. Mm -hmm. And then he started teaching us about identity through that. Like that wasn't even what we were hoping for in the situation we were in. Right. It was a byproduct. It was a byproduct. And that's happened so many times where the byproduct is just so incredible. I don't know. What we see stops mattering. And yet we have stronger hope in his promises than we've ever had before. Like you had said, the upside down gospel. I think there's another thing when it comes to hope and the way that the world views it to the way that we view it. And that's that in a worldly view of hope, what is going to make that thing come to you? Hmm. It's going to be your own strength, your own intelligence, Mm -hmm. your own mastery of a certain skill or you nailed the job interview or whatever it is. Your works, right? Yes. When it comes to biblical hope, we're not pulling it towards us by our own strength and by our own brilliance. Mm, yeah. <laughs> this is being done by the power of grace, by the power of the word of God and by the power of the glory of God, bringing it from heaven to earth. Mm. So there's a completely different power yeah. that brings what is hoped for towards you and into your life to the place where it is manifest or where you can see it. Yeah. You need to do a mind blown or something or that one. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So it's a completely different power. Yeah. The Father is the one who guarantees. Wow, the Father is the one that guarantees what we hope for. Yeah. And he does not change. He does not lie. He's not like shifting shadows. There's no limitations with him. No limitations. He's gooder than all of our good (laughs) 
understanding of goodness. <laughs> All his promises are yes and amen. See, I made a word up there, gooder. Gooder. Because that's what we do on this show. We make words up here. Mm-hmm. That's He's right. gooder than you think. His promises are yes and amen. <laughs> He's even gooder than you think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say anymore. The childlike inherit the kingdom. Okay, this is a child. The kid, little kids say gooder. Gooder than gooder. that. Yeah. Gooder than that. My dad's gooder than your yeah. dad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we're placed in Christ, it's like the one place where we're absolutely guaranteed to know the presence of God and experience that power. Mm-hmm. We're placed in the one place where hope will never be dashed because mm-hmm. <laughs> we're in him. There's a couple of songs out there right now where it says he's never going to let us down. And I wonder sometimes when we sing them, what's in our heart? Mm. Do people really believe the father is gooder <laughs> than letting us down? Mm. Do they really believe he's good enough that he will not let them down? And do they believe that being let down is... A strange way of God not letting them down. I didn't make sense when I said that, but... I think that made good sense. (laughs) Gooder sense than some things I've said. Gooder sense than some things, yeah. Yeah, well, and he'll never let us down. Like our expectation of hope, part of it is our understanding even of why we're here. Like if you think you're a Christian for blessings and provisions and life to go a certain way, I feel like it would be easy to have this hope and then it be dashed because this happened and then this happened and then that happened. And it's very situational and circumstantial. But when you are awakened to this realization that I am here for His glory, when you start seeing He created us in His image, that image was lost through sin. He had this plan since before the foundations of the world to send Jesus to take that away so we can be back in this place of oneness with him, presence with him in his image, walking in the light as he's in the light, radiating his glory in the earth, revealing him in the earth, being his sons and daughters Mm -hmm. in his very likeness. And everything can be used for his glory. Like we were talking about before, how he redeems things so incredible that we sometimes confuse it for him causing it. But like when we start really realizing why we're even here and what it is to be in Christ and one with Him and born again in a new kainos creation, and we start embracing that and really accepting that and accepting His righteousness in our life that He gave us, Mm -hmm. like a gift, the idea of being let down by Him or losing our hope, it becomes impossible unless your mind is on our life looking a certain way and God doing these things for me and why isn't it working out and why am I still suffering or how come I'm hungry? When we start really walking in that oneness and that union and that identity and our purpose, Mm -hmm. he says you will reign in life. There's no hopelessness in heaven. So there's no hopelessness here. I don't know. I don't know. Did I go on some crazy rant? You had said the other day, women say 40,000 words more than men in a... Mic drop. Yeah. Complete mic drop. That was my ramble, but I got it. You must take the mic away. (laughs) It's okay. It's all good. You got it out. Okay. And it was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was anointed. There there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to this. Romans 15. Okay. Verse 13. This will be my end. Then I'll let you talk. Okay. (laughs) I will will gift you with the privilege. (laughs) We'll let the bird talk after that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Romans 15, verse 13. May the God of hope. Okay, he's a God of hope. May the God of hope. Right. Fill you with all joy and peace. Mm-hmm. As 
you, here's where the ball's in your court, as you trust in him, mm. so that, oh, drum roll please, you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. There's that power. Mm-hmm. Overflowing with hope. There's so much that it's like, oozing's a bad word. I don't think it has a good ring to it. Oozing. <laughs> Overflowing. Coming from a nurse. No, actually it doesn't. <laughs> radiating. <laughs> radiating. There we go. I like radiating. Let's go with that. <laughs> the over oozing with hope. <laughs> just, just keeps coming and coming and coming. Yeah, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, read that verse again. Okay, may the, there's so much in there. May the God of hope okay. fill you with all joy and peace. Okay, so we got hope. We got God joy. Of hope. We got peace. He's filling you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. Okay, so okay. we talked about trust a yeah. weeks ago. Okay. There's something we can do here. Yeah. That, like I'm sitting here like, oh, he's so awesome. He just we does all We trust this. in him because his nature is good and because mm-hmm. we believe in his nature. We believe that yes. he's good. So we trust in him because yes. he's a God of hope. So good. So there we are. We're filled with joy and we're filled with peace. Trusting and- in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Right, and there's the power that brings the thing hoped for towards us, right? Yeah. This part stood out to me where he says, as you trust in him, because Mm -hmm. Jesus says, love the Lord with your whole heart and your whole mind and your whole soul and your whole strength. Those were the four, right? Yes. But to love- soul, heart, strength. To love him with your whole mind, soul, heart, strength is to trust him with your whole mind, soul, heart, strength. Mm -hmm. As you trust in him. Trust in him with your whole mind, mm-hmm. your whole heart, like all your thoughts, trust in him, yeah. your soul, your strength, and then you'll be overfilling with hope. Mm-hmm. Hope is an anchor for our soul. Mm. There are hundreds and hundreds of verses mm. in the Bible filled with hope. I've got a few of my favorites here as well. When I was thinking about today, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So this is Paul's prayer, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? I think that if you are discouraged over where you're at in life, if we would realize that each one of us has a calling on our life, something that the Father has for us to do that's unique to us, out of the billions of people born on this planet, every single person has a unique Mm -hmm. calling. And I've heard it said that if you knew what the Father had created you to do, that there would be no way that you would want to ever compare yourself to another person. Yeah, wow. Yeah, but the calling that's on our lives, there's a hope in that calling. So we should be so excited about that calling, about what the Father has put on us. Let him reveal it to us. Hope of that calling is something that this verse talks about. Wow. That you may know what is the hope of his calling. That shines a light on even the darkest situations that you could be possibly going through. Like mm-hmm. nothing is too dark for his hope, the hope of his calling. That's right. I had listened to this interview this week by a woman named Liz Wright, and she was mm-hmm. interviewing this man who has a ministry, he has a church in America, but he has a ministry in South America, Peru, Mexico areas, rescuing children out of trafficking mm-hmm. and slavery. The most horrendous things that you can't even imagine that people do to people. But he's talking about hope in these situations. And you could look at that situation of just pure evil, pure darkness, and be like, where's the hope in these things? Like these are little children and their entire lives are destroyed and they're broken. They're just shells at this point. 
And yet here's this man who's hands-on, hands and feet in these situations, and he's talking about hope because that's what Jesus does. Mm. And it's just this out-of-this-world type ministry in the darkest places of the world. Like there's nothing darker than this kind of stuff. It's yeah. just, you can't even say it, a lot mm-hmm. of this stuff. Like, yeah. But he's in there and there's hope because he's in there with Christ and he's seeing the whole thing through Christ. Mm-hmm. And it was just like so encouraging to listen to this in what the world would say is a hopeless situation, what it looks like to bring Christ into it. It's still painful. He still experiences a lot of grief and trauma from mm-hmm. being in these experiences, but there's no deferred hope. There's no sick heart. Mm-hmm. There's growth, <laughs> right? A lot of growth yeah. in those situations where God's like really has to be there. But out of this world, the world can't minister the way that Christ can minister into darkness. And there's no hope in these situations outside of him. What's another one of your favorite hope verses? Okay, let's see. I wrote a few down this week. I think we're going to trade verses back and okay. forth for a bit. <clears throat> okay, I like this one in Romans 12. Okay. He says, be joyful in hope. Mm. So it's like this position we can choose to be in, to be joyful in hope. Mm-hmm. How are you still joyful? Your life's still a train wreck or whatever the world would look at and mm-hmm. say. But it's like the joy isn't in the circumstance. The joy is in, in my hope. Mm-hmm. It's in Christ in me. It's in everything he said, his promises, the fact that he never changes. I feel like with hope, we have to say it like we've said it with all the other ideas that we've had on this podcast. Time has nothing to say about hope. Yeah. It's so true. If we give time a say, that's when your hope can be dashed. Hmm. But when we don't give time a say, we just remain steady in our hope, in our expectation, in our 100% surety that his promise and what he has said is a sure thing. He is the God of covenant, right? Mm -hmm. He always keeps his word, so time can't touch that. Right. Time has no say. Hmm. Colossians 127, one of my favorites. Yeah. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery. (laughs) What's the mystery, Dean? Among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hmm. Okay. So we talked about glory before. Yep. Manifest, made, seen, presence of God, would you say? How would you describe glory again? You have such a better way of... The glory of God is what materializes from the face of God. It's light filled with life. Light filled with life. Life. So the hope of this light filled with light being experienced on our planet here. Yes. Christ in us. Christ in us is the hope Is the hope of glory. So, you know, all these situations that might seem overwhelming, the solution is Christ in us. Any of these situations in life, whatever we're going through, you can't deny the glory of God coming into that place, Mm -hmm. touching that situation would change everything. And Christ in us is the hope of that. That is an amazing, insane verse right there. Wow. The awareness of Christ being in us should produce such a crazy hope that... The glory of God can be manifest in whatever situation that it is that we hmm. are facing. Well, it's like, you know, when Jesus said, um, you will do greater things than I did. Mm-hmm. How could we do greater things than you? Mm-hmm. So he's in us. And if he's in every believer, that's a lot of Jesus around the world. <laughs> that's a lot of Jesus. <laughs> that's a lot. Like, okay, yeah. Like, are you getting this? <laughs> this is. The bird thinking. The 
for just for not you people anything. who don't have the video, video version, Dean is pointing to our beautiful stuffed puffin. <laughs> <laughs> Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah. That was what Colossians 1, a little bit further down in Colossians 2 summary, he talks about beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of this world and not according to Christ. So really the human reasoning, how we'll often talk ourselves out of things mm-hmm. based on time or experience or what we're seeing or what so-and-so went through or whatever. He's like, be careful. Don't let anyone cheat you according to their philosophy mm-hmm. and the worldly knowledge that renewed in the spirit of your mind is so important walking in hope. Do you have another one? Um, let's see. Okay. Hebrews 11. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Okay. So if there's no hope, faith has no substance. Is that what he's saying? I've got that one here too. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I'm just opening my actual paper Bible here, not my um, phone Bible, because I'm wondering maybe the there'll be more revelation off of paper. There's another verse in Romans 8 <laughs> that says, For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. So basically it's talking mm-hmm. about if you see something, then what you're looking at is not hope. It says, now hope that is seen is not hope. Mm. For who hopes for what they see? Mm. But if we hope for what we do not see, then we wait for it with patience. Where's so, that? Romans? That's Romans 8, 24 Romans to 25. Romans, never letting us down in the Romans. So basically that's kind you of... hear this real paper? I can hear that, yeah. No, you don't hear that a lot nowadays. No, you don't. The turning of pages. Hear this, people? 8 verse 28. 24. 24. Oh, I jumped the gun there. I just need to like let this soak in for a second. Hope that is seen is not hope. In the stage of us believing God for something, mm. hope is definitely the part of it where it's not seen. It's the part where you know that it's there and you can see it maybe in your heart, but it definitely has not come into the earth realm yet. We don't hope for what we see, but if we hope for what we do not see, then we will wait for it with patience. So that verse that you just read, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So the things that are hoped for are the things that are not yet seen. Faith is the substance or the mechanism that brings those things from heaven to earth. When I was researching faith last week, I ran across something that said that faith is like the title deed to a property that you've just bought. Mm. So it's the surety. It's what you've signed. It's what says that it's a done deal. Like I said, I'm convinced that faith partners with the glory of God and that it actually has, you know, submatter particle power mm. to it. Wow. That actually moves heaven to bring something that you're crazy hoping for to this earth. Wow. And in the process of that, we trust. The Father is able to do what he says, so we need to trust. Yeah. And we also need to believe. All of those words, they go together. Faith, yeah. hope, believe, trust, mm-hmm. confidence. And in one place it says it all works through love. Ties it all together. Ties it all together, yeah. It's like those like bead necklaces. You, you know, Remember all those bead necklaces you made, Dean, as a child? I didn't make them. My <laughs> but, sister did. But you know, did. it just un- untangles <laughs> and all the beads just go scattering all right. over the floor. It's like you really, really need that that cord. <laughs> you need all of the beads. <laughs> and the cord will hold them all together. That's right. Yeah. Love is the cord. Yeah. And the beads are faith, 
hope, <laughs> trust, believing, mm. confidence, sure thing. Mm. In 1 Corinthians 13, it says, Love does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love mm. bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Wow, hopes all things. Yeah. So once again, love is the string that ties it together. And now by these three, faith, hope, and love. So they live, they're living forces. Mm. Hope is not just mental assent or mental belief that something is going to happen. Yeah. Hope is a living force. It's a life force. Yeah. Like an alien life force. <laughs> do you have a do 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 do? Yeah. <laughs> Some creepy sound there. So here we are in the room, and there are other life forces here with us <laughs> that we can't see. One of them is called hope, hmm. and one of them is called faith, and one of them is called love. Wow. And they're as alive as you and I are. And they know how to abide in the Father, because hmm. that's what they do. They abide. It's not like you're trying to hope or you're trying to love. It comes from this place of abiding too. Yeah. Like they're abiding, but... Abiding is a place of union. I feel like when we're in union with the Father, that hope is a natural mm-hmm. fit for our soul. Yeah. Okay, let's see if I got another another juicy one here. Colossians 1. Back to Colossians again. Colossians. Colossians is on fire tonight. Love Colossians. 1 verse 22. He has reconciled you in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. Can we get a woohoo applause for that, please? <laughs> you want a double. There we go. There we go. We can do the woo and the applause. Okay. Okay. That, that earned it. Okay, if indeed. Oh, there's an if. <laughs> if. If indeed. You continue in the faith, the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope ah. of the gospel, ah. Ah. which you heard, yes. which I have preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. The hope so, of the gospel. The hope of the good news of great joy. That's right. Wow. So grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope unveiled. <laughs> wow. Hope of the gospel. Never viewing ourselves from any perspective that separates us from God or by maybe our ability apart from him. I think someday on Let's Go Up, we're going to have to talk about the gospel. We have such a crazy idea of what the gospel is. <laughs> The gospel is such good news. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to do a whole podcast on that. we got to make that down. Yeah, gospel. Gospel podcast Bam. someday. Mm-hmm. Bam. This is Old Testament, Job 11, mm-hmm. 17 okay. to 19. Your life will be brighter than the noonday. Its darkness will be like morning. Mm. You will feel secure because there is hope. Mm. So is there anybody out there that has darkness in their life today? I'm sure there is listening. Mm. Hope will bring you out of that darkness. Mm -hmm. And then it says, you will look around and take your rest in security. When we're in a place of hope, we can also be in a place of rest. So hope, Mm -hmm. it shines so brightly. It's like turning on the light switch. The darkness has to go away. I'm just seeing a picture right now of hope just shining over somebody that's listening. I'm not sure who it is. Just like this bright light shining on them. So we started off boasting about our hope (laughs) <laughs> and now we're turning on the light switch of hope. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this a few weeks ago about rejoicing and thankfulness in things before even seeing or experiencing anything. Then after that, we experience these mind-blowing 
mm-hmm. things with the Lord. So it's like the light switch. Finally, it switches on. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm thinking today that as we wrap this podcast up, I feel like somehow we should release hope on people, and I'm not sure how to do that. Maybe the bird has an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Right now is a time in the world where there's a lot of darkness. And as we've just been talking about, hope is a brightly shining light in the middle of that darkness. Mm -hmm. The hopelessness in the world, it's the perspective. It's Mm -hmm. all on these things down here. But we need to go up. Yes. Because there's no hopelessness up there. There's one more verse that I want to say here. Mm. This is Romans 4. This is talking about Abraham. The promises come by faith so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, which is us, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. So then it tells how Abraham did it. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was old, because he was almost 100 years old, and Sarah's womb was almost dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief, regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith, and he gave glory to God. And he was fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. Mm. Once again, this is not wishful thinking. This is being fully persuaded, 100% persuaded. Mm-hmm. That's what biblical hope is. Cretus, there are people out there who are looking at all the circumstances around them. And when your eyes are on the stuff around you, there's not going to be much light. Yeah, You're not going to have much hope in your heart and in your world. And everything that you look at is going to look temporal, and you're going to wonder where is the answer. But if we go up today. So vital. Looking up, going up, let's go up. If we go up, that's where we'll find this type of hope. Yes. Knowing his presence intimately, abiding in him, knowing his word, being patient in hope, Mm -hmm. patient in trust, in faith. We have spoken so much about the goodness of the Father resting in his goodness and turning our eyes away from distractions of the world and focusing on him. Jesus was able to walk in a world very broken with very horrible things happening all around him, but his eyes were so set on his father the whole time. He always saw it so clear. And I think it's easy to feel hopeless when our eyes are shifting to and fro. Mm -hmm. He says, run the good race, keep your eyes fixed straight ahead without wavering. In our hope, we keep our eyes fixed on him. We're seated in heavenly places. We can't ever forget that. And then you start to realize that even little old me, we say, oh, if only the world would be better. Little old you could make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. You bring his light into a situation, someone at work or stranger, like anything, you've literally made the world a better place. Yeah, because you have a calling. And you have a circle of influence. And there's hope attached to that. Yes, and imagine every single one of us filled with Jesus brings him into these situations, brings him into our circle of influence, brings that hope and Mm -hmm. that light. But our focus is vital Mm -hmm. and understanding his goodness and his word. In Romans, he says, the word gives us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So today, we release hope Mm -hmm. on our listeners and those watching. We say, be filled with hope. Mm -hmm. And we encourage you to put your eyes on heaven. Yeah. Because heaven is filled with hope. Yeah. There's no despair in heaven. And eat from the tree of life. Yes. Right? He says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Yeah. 
And he says, the Lord will give you the desires of your heart. Mm -hmm. He will give you his desires. He knows how to give good gifts oh, to his children. Yes. If to you, those who ask. If you being <laughs> evil yeah. can give good gifts to your children, how much more will he give good gifts to his? Yeah. It's amazing. Like Christmas morning. There you the go. end of the hallway, Dean. <laughs> so what do we say today to end? We say... Get your hopes up. Get your hopes way, way up. Way up. Yeah. Go up. Mm -hmm. Let's go up. Let's go up. Have a great week. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.